Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. My name is Lauren and I just work here. (laughs) Hello everyone, my name is Lauren and I just work here. How has everyone been this week? Um, I really have lost track of what week it is for me here in quarantine, but we're thriving. I'm feeling marginally better than I was, Um, and I'm here still working from home, well, partially at work in the office, mostly at home, but I've been trying to get out more and talk to more people, so that's really helping me. And I have gotten back into journaling more, so I'm doing a lot better. Not that anybody really cared, but that's kind of an update. Um, What else that happened this week? I finally reset my router, so I thought I could officially work full-time from home instead of going in every morning, but (laughs) the joke is on me per usual, because I still have to go in every morning because my IT manager at work can't fix my remote desktop, which means I still can't run my reports from home. Um, I still have to hardwire into my internet because for some reason, even though now I can connect through our Wi-Fi, After, like, 10 minutes or something, my laptop, my work laptop will just, like, disconnect from everything. So I still have to hardwire, and I'm still confined to one tiny little space, which is not usual, which is something that I'm not used to because I've got, like, a ton of space at work. But we're we're making do. We're getting there. And someone just send help, please. (laughs) I would much rather just be all at home or all at work instead of splitting my time, but this is what I live with right now. At least I still have a job, and I did find out that uh, I do work for an essential business because we supply, um, what is the right word? like fixtures and stuff we supply fixtures to other essential businesses even though our biggest customers are just doing pallet drops in store because everyone is panic buying but like I said I'm thankful that I still have a job and that I haven't been laid off or anything like that like so many of my friends have been so that's good news Something else that I found out, actually I found this out on Easter, is that I am a Mm -hmm. direct descendant from a a patriot of the American Revolution. 
And I just realized that I did not put my phone on silent. So sorry, my phone did just go off. I'm sorry that you heard that. <laughs> but I am a direct descendant of a patriot of the American Revolution. And since I have proof of this direct connection, I can become a member of DAR, which is the Daughters of the American Revolution. And DAR is a nonprofit that is dedicated to education, history, and research. And you can go to www.dar.org for more info. They'll help you um, look for your um, patriot. If anyone else in your family is already a member of the DAR, um, they'll help you do your genealogy. It's like really cool. But apparently my family and I are the only people who think that that's interesting because no one else I told thought that it was interested. <laughs> they were just like, oh, okay. But I think that's really cool that I can be like, hey, I have an ancestor that was in the American Revolution. But that is all for what happened this week. It's been really boring. And yeah, without further ado, let's just get right into this week's episode. And I'm kind of piggybacking off of one of last week's episodes, which was my episode, my solo episode about why I think college is a scam. I did put out two episodes last week. If you haven't listened to them yet, the first one is why I think college is a scam, like I just said. And the second one is with one of my best friends, Alyssa. And we were talking about men who traumatized us. And I think my episode with her went over really well. It seems to be getting quite a few more listens than other episodes. So feel free to go back and listen to that. That is going to be a multi-part uh series, I guess you could say for me and Alyssa, because we both have quite a few men who traumatized us in our life. But can we really call them men? We should really just call them boys. But like I was saying, this week's episode is piggybacking off of one of last week's episodes on my opinion why college is a scam. And this week I will be talking about how, in my opinion, most entry-level jobs are not actu actually entry-level. Give me a second. You need to take a drink. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so, um, most entry-level jobs in the corporate world aren't actually entry-level, in my opinion. It's not just me. I know tons of other people that do agree with me. And I'm just going to jump right into it because I do have a lot of stuff that I looked up on like job, um, like hiring websites and stuff like that. And I've got quite a few things. So I, whenever I look for jobs, I always use LinkedIn and I have always had luck through LinkedIn. I've never had luck on any other job website like Indeed or anything like that. So I did only look 
through LinkedIn since I am uh, constantly like updating my LinkedIn and making sure my resume is up to date and everything like that and keeping in touch with other businesses that I really like. So I just did a quick search on LinkedIn and it's super easy to search for jobs when I did for all of these. Um, well, for some of them, I just typed in entry level and then I put for the location, um, my current location and it came up with all jobs that had entry level in the title. But since I have used LinkedIn to search for jobs before, it does save your search history and what you're interested in. So some of these are also jobs that LinkedIn suggested for me, but they are still entry level, even though they didn't say entry level in the title of the job posting. So the first one is for Concero. It's a customer service specialist. The responsibilities, and I'm not going to put responsibilities for all of these because um, a lot of the responsibilities for customer service specialists are going to be the same pretty much no matter where you go. So the responsibilities for a customer service specialist at this location, and these are just some of them, are respond to complex customer calls, resolve customer service inquiries, must be able to handle volatile situations and act urgently, willing and able to work flexible hours, including some weekends, must have strong investigative problem-solving skills, must be very detail-oriented, familiarity with computer and Windows PC applications and ability to learn new complex computer system applications. And like I said at the beginning, all of this sounds pretty normal for a CSR position. And again, that's not all of the responsibilities. I just picked out some of the main bullets for that. Now, when you continue scrolling down under this job listing, it'll give you experience, qualifications you might need, and education. And the very first thing it says is high school diploma or equivalent, so GED. A minimum of two years of healthcare or insurance experience, but please tell me of any healthcare or insurance position that will hire someone without a college degree. I understand that they could be out there. I don't know of any because I have applied for positions in insurance and healthcare fields for a customer service or something like that. Um, and none of them said that just a high school diploma or GED would suffice. And also, all healthcare and insurance positions that I've applied for in the past have required a bachelor's degree. And yeah, it, that, that just makes me so mad. And I'll get to it in a second as to, as to why. Um, other experience, qualifications, and education for this position would be proficiency in all Microsoft Office programs, so the Microsoft Suite, Excel, Word, um, probably Access, 
and Outlook, and I know there are a few others, but I don't have, I personally don't use all of them, so I don't know all of them. Um, the ability to type 30 to 45 words per minute, which actually isn't that much. Uh, prior customer service and claims adjudication experience in healthcare field along with working knowledge. Please tell me any claims adjustment position that requires anything less than a bachelor's degree again. And just a short story for you. My ex-fiance is a claims adjuster. His place of employment, um, I'm pretty sure he's still at the same place that he was when we graduated college and I was still with him. But he he could have left. I don't know. I don't keep tabs on him. I don't fucking care. But his place of employment requires a bachelor's degree with years of experience for his quote-unquote entry-level position. They hired him on but started him in the mailroom and he had to work his way up to a claims adjuster. And even a quote-unquote claims adjuster one wasn't an actual claims adjuster position and he was pissed like he was hired on as claims adjuster and they're like psych you don't have the um required number of years of experience or you have no experience period so we're just going to put you in the mailroom for the claims department and then you can work your way up and it was just it made him so mad understandably so and on LinkedIn, they also have this nifty little thing that says how you match up with the skills you have on your LinkedIn profile and how it compares to the job that you're looking at. So for this customer service position, I have four out of the 10 requirements according to this job search. Even though the listing states you only need a high school diploma or GED, it states under the how you match portion that you need a bachelor's degree. So like I was saying earlier, it says that you only need a high school or diploma de- or, or GED, but that a bachelor's degree is required. And again, what insurance place would have a high schooler? Like, someone's just straight out of high school be like, oh, yeah, just these claims. Like, no, you don't have... No, no, they're never going to do that. Ever. And good luck getting this position, especially if you don't have bachelor bachelor's degree and former experience for this quote-unquote entry-level position. I'm getting heated. Another position that I found is for ultimate staffing. It is a customer care representative. Responsibilities, like I said, basically the same, so I won't go through them again. Um, Majority of job responsibilities for CSRs are the same across the board. Like I said earlier, I've applied for tons of CSR positions, and I'm one of those people that diligently... Did you know that Skinny Mint is giving you a discount when you use code Lauren20OFF? 
That's right, you get 20% off every order on SkinnyMint.com when you use my code. I ordered the Crave Crusher Bundle not too long ago and I'm really loving it. This bundle comes with the super lean shots that help energize you in the morning, supercharge and avoid that midday slump in the afternoon, and help you recharge at night. The Crave Crusher Bundle also comes with the Hunger Buster Gummies that helps curb cravings, block new fat production, and lower cholesterol. Use code LAUREN20OFF now to save on your Crave Crusher Bundle and so much more. Again, that's LAUREN20OFF on SkinnyMint.com. Hopefully one day I'll be able to record an episode with zero interruptions, but today is not that day. Anyway, what I was saying is that I am definitely one of those people that diligently reads through a job posting before applying for a job. And like I said, I have applied for so many customer service representative positions when I was transitioning from Nordstrom and Nordstrom Rack to um, I refer to my current job as like my real job that was my elbow popping sorry not sorry I just work here um I refer to my current job as like my real job or like my big girl job even though like Nordstrom and what I was doing there it it was a real job but uh towards the end it didn't feel like it so Anyway, when I was transitioning from there to here, I was scouring for months looking for customer service positions because I knew that's what I wanted to do and what I was good at. Like I've said before, I won't go over it again. Um, So looking through so many different job postings for customer service, pretty much they're all the same. So the requirements for... This customer care representative at Ultimate Staffing, you have to have two to four years customer service experience, your associate's degree or some college coursework is preferred, the ability to adapt and respond to different types of character, familiarity with customer service software like Salesforce and HubSpot, experience delivering client-focused solutions to customer needs, ability to communicate clearly both orally and written and effectively with a wide range of people, and how I match for this job posting, I have one out of six skills needed to match this job application according to this listing. And mind you guys, I've done so much. I've done management, Um, I used to work in food service. I used to be a dance teacher. I've done so much. I was with Nordstrom for over five years and I've done a lot. So it's really ridiculous how for some of these, I don't have more than what I do in the ways of like how I match up. So I have one out of six skills. Most places don't count my customer service experience at Nordstrom, even though I was a customer service representative there for years. And Nordstrom is completely customer service oriented. 
when I graduated from college, I wanted to be at a place that was completely customer service oriented. And I didn't know much about Nordstrom. I knew a little bit about them and I knew that they were obviously fashion forward, which is something that I'm very into. And they're all about the customer. They will bend over backwards for each and every one of their customers. They pride themselves on excellent customer service. The customer always comes first, no matter what. And one thing that you learn in orientation is that instead of it, uh, Nordstrom being set up like a pyramid, so uh, the Nordstrom brothers are at the top and the customers are at the bottom, you flip the pyramid upside down so the point is at the bottom, so the customers are at the top, and the Nordstrom brothers are at the bottom. They really do listen to customer feedback and um, it's all based on supply and demand so if there are enough customers at one store that say hey we want more of this brand they'll do their damnedest to get more of that brand in a certain store it's it's literally like all store by store it it's it's crazy it really is customer comes first no matter what Um, and they are known for their customer service and the return policy, and that's what keeps the customers coming back. I did get extremely lucky with my current position. I almost didn't get hired on where I am because I never had a quote-unquote real job before. Two people that I interviewed with saw a lot of potential in me and convinced my manager to hire me on, And so far, I'm doing really well, and I work really hard constantly working to improve myself and, sorry, not improve myself. Yes, improve myself, but I'm constantly working to prove myself and that I belong there. And I'm not supposed to know about the fact that I nearly did not get hired on, but oops, that's not my fault. And a PSA... To everyone out there, never tell someone that their boss almost did not hire them. It's not professional and it's not right. And the person that told me that, I, uh, it makes me so angry. <laughs> so angry. But it's, it's, I don't want to say it's okay because it's not okay But I do have little wins because the uh, president of the company knows how hard of a worker I am. He even told me, I think I was only there for like two months at the time. He even said in a meeting in front of tons of people, like, we need more people that work like Lauren. And that was like a little victory for me and my boss that didn't want to hire me and did hire me she sees potential in me and she's actually come to me to ask me questions and stuff too so uh yeah that's a those are little wins for me but never it's so not tactful it's so so tacky so tacky and so not professional I could go on and on about this (laughs) Anyway, 
Another job posting that I found is for Barnes Jewish Hospital. It is for a customer service representative for lab billing. The role purpose would uh, would be responsible for serving as a liaison between the physician and client accounts, inpatient care areas, other labs and hospitals, may order testing and dispatch couriers, and you may provide patient test results. Some of the responsibilities are understand lab test principles, understand procedural aspects, understand clinical correlation and results interpretations, uses equipment and materials properly, reports malfunctions or expirations properly. Minimum requirements for this entry-level position would be a bachelor's degree in physical science or life science or something else related to those two to five years of experience, and I don't know what this is, but it's obviously for healthcare, and it does require you to have your MTASCP license or certification or equivalent. Um, That is also required, but the preferred requirements are five to ten years of experience more than two years, which please explain what the quote-unquote more than means. There is a literal greater than symbol in this job posting. So more than two years of benefit statement experience. Now, please tell me how this is an entry-level position with all of the above-needed requirements. Entry-level should not also require two to five years of experience. That's just how I feel. That's not entry-level to me because entry-level should be something that you can just walk into the position and learn and work your way up from there. That's my opinion. And I know a lot of other people don't feel that way, but I just feel like it's getting out of hand with these quote-unquote entry-level positions that are are out there now that require five to ten years of experience. That just doesn't make sense to me. I just feel like the term entry level is being used too loosely, basically like what I just said. How can you call it entry level if you need five to ten years of experience and like this, that, and the other and billing and someone who is walking into an entry level job isn't going to know lab billing. They're not going to know lab tests and I can go on. This, I'm so heated. (laughs) Entry level, in my opinion, should require some sort of experience, but not years of experience. Like I just said, you should be able to walk in and learn about things, like maybe be an assistant first if you want this position that would be more in the way of entry level, in my opinion, to me, an assistant to this lab tech or lab billing customer service rep or whatever they want to call it. That would be more entry level than this, what they are calling an entry level position here. 
Also, please don't state that you only need a high school diploma or GED and that's going to be acceptable but actually require a bachelor's degree. That irks. Other quote-unquote entry-level positions on LinkedIn that I found are for Accenture, an entry-level technology software engineer associate, K-Force Inc., entry-level business analyst, ADP, which would be the home security um, place, business, whatever. I think I broke down again, but what's new? Um, Entry-level account executive outside sales rep, Cognizant, never heard of it, but uh, they are looking for an application support analyst, and in parentheses, they have entry level. Now, to me, engineer is not synonymous with entry level. Business analyst is not synonymous with entry level. Account executive is not synonymous with entry level. Support analyst is not synonymous with entry level. When I searched entry level in my area on LinkedIn, this is literally what came up. I don't even have to go into detail on these job listings to know that these are, in fact, not entry level because engineer, executive, analyst, like the, the, those aren't entry level positions. And I'm totally open to listening to other people and explaining to me because, like I said, in one of my other earlier episodes, I've got a little tiny peanut brain. So please feel free to explain to me nicely how these are, in fact, entry-level positions. But just in my opinion, they're not entry-level and it irks my soul. (laughs) Now, other entry-level positions that I actually that I found that to me are actually entry level are for Keurig Dr. Pepper, uh, formerly Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, (laughs) formerly whatever else. They've changed their name so many times in the past few years. Uh, So the KDP office assistant, the requirements are high school diploma or GED, two years of experience in an office setting, And a lot of places will count retail customer service as an office setting. Um, You'll also need two years of experience with Microsoft Office Suite, which is, again, easy to get, especially working customer service or in... What the heck did I write down? Wow... Whatever I wrote down in my notes did not make sense. (laughs) One of these days I'll get my life together, but it will not be any day soon. I can guarantee that. Anyway, the two years of experience with the Microsoft Office suite, that's easy to get, especially working in customer service or the like in retail. That's literally what I wrote down. I think what I meant is that If you're working in customer service or something like that in retail, that's easy to get. And there are plenty of high school and community college courses that are also accepted as quote-unquote years of experience. So that 
KDP office assistant to me is an actual entry-level position. You can get in, start working. You don't need a college degree for that or anything. And you can start learning about different things. And then once you're in a company like KDP, you can easily move to different departments once you learn and grow with the company and stuff like that. So that is a perfect entry-level position. And then another one I found is for Contour Aviation, which I've never heard of, but I'm guessing it is a smaller, um, like, airline, kind of like JetBlue. But they are looking for a crew chief airport operations. The requirements are nine months prior airplane or industry experience is preferred, so that is not make or break, but it is preferred. You have to be at least 18 years old. You have to have your high school diploma or GED. Basic knowledge of Microsoft Office Suite. Again, I just touched on that above. Um, You have to be able to possess professional, interpersonal skills and positive attitude, possess strong leadership and organizational skills, well-developed people skills, strong attention to detail, and self-motivated. And it is so easy to get a job at a small airline. It's not even funny. I've looked into it before. I, at one point, thought about being, um, I don't know what possessed me to think about applying for this because I am scared to go on airplanes. I'll do it, but I'm, it scares the shit out of me. But I thought about being, um, a stewardess or whatever they're called now, a flight attendant for JetBlue, because that was stupid easy to get. You just had to take the class, um, and you had to be 18 years old and you had to have your passport and that's basically it. Um, but so it's very easy to get a job with a small airline. You start small, work your way up, like I was saying with the KDP job, and nine months of prior industry experience is extremely reasonable for this entry level position. And that is all I have for um, what I looked up. And yeah, tell me what you guys think. Because I feel like there are more job listings out there that say they're entry level, but they're actually not entry level. But that's just me. And I just work here. All right, you guys. That was my rant on why I think entry level jobs are not actually entry level. Hopefully I didn't make too many people mad or butthurt or anything like that again but this is just my opinion and I just work here again please feel free to politely educate me or tell me otherwise I'm always open to hearing that because I've said it before and I'll say it again I've got a tiny little small peanut brain Things have to be explained to me in simplest terms. So please, if you feel so inclined, but do it politely. Seriously. (laughs) I also hope that I was able to make 
some people laugh or smile because we're all going through a hard time right now and in the end that's all I really want. I really just want to make someone's day a little bit better. But in other news, I did talk about the Edmonton Oilers forward last week. His name is Colby Cave. He was put into a medically induced coma after a brain bleed last week. And unfortunately, on Saturday morning, he did pass away. I learned that he was 25 years old and he left behind a gorgeous wife. And that, I don't know, that's just so sad because that's younger than me. He's younger than me. And it sounds like there was some sort of cyst on his brain that ruptured. Again, I didn't really look too much into it because in the headspace that I've been with my depression and anxiety... I couldn't bring myself to read a sad story like that, but all my thoughts and prayers are going out to Colby Cave, his friends and family, the Oilers, the Condors, and obviously I didn't know the guy or anything like that, but he will truly be missed. Also, this week um, is the 50th anniversary of Apollo 13, So, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know much about Apollo 13. I feel like I should. (laughs) Uh, But I don't, and I just work here. So, I guess I'll be educating myself on Apollo 13 a little bit later. (laughs) And also, in other news, Chipotle is giving... $6.5 million in bonuses to their employees, and I think that's pretty sweet. And of course, I didn't have my daily horoscope pulled up, but let's take a look. All right, so today's Scorpio scope for April 17th, 2010 is, you have much to be grateful for, Scorpio. Why not go out tonight and celebrate with friends? Forget about work and family troubles and kick up your heels. Have a high old time. You deserve the break. If you don't seize these moments when you have the opportunity, you risk becoming a single-minded individual who thinks only of work at the expense of life's other great pleasures. Um... Well, we're all quarantined, so I can't go out, can't kick my heels up, and I definitely thought it was going to say, have an old-fashioned, like the drink, but what does have a high old time mean? Is that just like a, like a gay old time, like from the Flintstones? I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I tend to agree with this. You know, we all deserve a break right now. But it is what it is. And I can definitely become single-minded and only think of work and stuff like that. So that is a good reminder. But it is what it is, I guess. 
And let's check out my tarot. We're going to do the daily tarot. I remembered again, yay me. And again, you guys, I'm getting this from horoscope.com. And when you do the daily tarot, you pick a love card. And I drew the magician for my mood card. I drew the tower and my career card. I drew death. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Now let's see what this reads. Okay, it's kind of long. It says, you might experience a few difficult moments today with your loved one, dear Lauren. The reason is that you might be perceived as being rather offhand, even if you don't mean to be, and that could be, sorry, and that could upset your significant other. You would be well advised, therefore, to watch your own behavior and not fly off the handle at the slightest provocation. Send help. I can't pronounce words. What is English? Oh, stop it with the ads. Something just popped up in the middle of the screen. Send help, you guys. I swear to God, someday I'll get my act together, but it's not going to be anytime soon. <laughs> okay, I'm just done with this. I'm I'm done with the, with the tarot reading. I can't. I got all kinds of distracted with all the ads and shit that popped up. Anyway, I tried. (laughs) Well, you guys, that's it for this episode. Please remember to support local during these times because if we don't support our locally owned restaurants and businesses during all this coronavirus stuff, they might not be here when all of this is over. And I'm a firm believer in supporting local because that money goes straight back to our economy and that's what we need right now. So... If you have the means, please do your part and support your locally owned businesses. And I want to give a huge shout out to Anchor. Because of them, I am on Anchor, of course, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. Anchor also lets you see the regions when people listen to your podcast and I have a listener in Oregon and I don't know why I thought that was so exciting but I see you Oregon not literally but you know what I mean but seriously thank you guys so much thank you to everyone that listens please subscribe to my podcast for more of my dumb bitch vibes because we all know I serve those regularly (laughs) oh I can't handle myself I really just want to make people laugh, even if it is at my expense. (laughs) And please tell all your friends to subscribe to me as well. It would really help me out. Be sure to check me out on Instagram. I am at lauren.meredith2 and laurenmeredithmodel. One is my personal, one is my business. You can find me on Twitter at rocket45turn. And check out the show notes for all resources used in this episode. I don't think I'll have any. Um, I did mention the Daughters of the American Revolution, but that is just www.dar.org. So there you go. No need to check out the show notes for any resources. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Lauren and I just work here.